This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I want to talk about an interesting topic today which connects to the parsha as well as practically halachalamaisa for many people. <clears throat> many people like eating olives. I personally don't. My wife likes eating olives. So years ago, she told me that she heard somewhere there's a problem to eat olives. Is this so that there's a halachic issue with eating olives? Now obviously there can't be a halachic issue because they sell them in all the stores. They're on every salad. They're in dishes. So what exactly is this issue about eating olives? Oh, so there's a mission in Ovis. Very interesting mission in Ovis. Mission in Ovis tells us, Paragimel mission you, the mission tells us, in the name of If you forget anything that you learned, if you forget what you learned in fifth grade, what you learned in eighth grade, says the Gemara, mission you in a violation of Kilo Mischayiv and Afshoi, you're to be killed. Why, says the Pasuk? It says, Raki Shomer Lecha, Parshat Devarim. The Torah says you have to remember and guard. You're not allowed to forget. The Mishnah goes on to explain, it's when you consciously do something to forget, like to block it out of your mind. But if you forget, because over time, that's what happens, so then you're not in a violation. So this introduces us to a whole slew of halachas, which I want to spend more time discussing, Blined, the next week as well, called Kasha L'Shechecha. The Gemara and the Paiskim have a list of activities that if a person does this or that, it can lead him to forget his learning. Which then presents the question, am I allowed to do something which will cause me to forget my learning or I'm in a violation of this Mishnah and Ovis? So we'll start off with the most common examples. There's a Gemara in Hoirius. Proper way to probably pronounce it is Hoirius. But the Mishnah and the, and the Gemara at the end of, of Hoirius, and Dafid Gemara Mohammed Beis, the Gemara, it's an unbelievable Gemara, you gotta read it inside. Says the Gemara, Tan Rabbanon, there are five things that cause you to forget your learning. There are five things besides for not reviewing and not listening the first time, but there are five things that cause a person to forget his learning. What are they? And they're unbelievable. Says the Gemara. Now, the first couple ones are not so negative for us. You'll see in a second why. Says the Gemara. If you eat from where a mouse or a rodent ate. Let's say, for example, you have a mouse running around the house. He grabs a piece of bread, and then you want to eat from that piece of bread. So most of us wouldn't do this anyways. So the place can talk about it. What happens if I eat from the other side, where the mouse didn't touch? Again, most of us, I think at this point in life, we would just throw out the piece of bread. Oi? I know a lot of people that are rats. There's no question. I know some industries, the whole industry are full of rats. Okay, fine. Says the Brisa, that's an akvar. If a cat eats from it. So if I just have this whole truth, what about if a dog eats from it? And that's Negea. Those people that have pets, so sometimes they give the dog to eat and they, they want to eat and they want to eat back to the dog. So the, the, the Gemara says a chasol, a cat. But if Avajah thinks for a Davaposh, it's probably a dog as well. Okay, next one. If you eat the heart of an animal. I don't know if people eat that. I don't know if that's a, uh, a delicacy or not. I'm not familiar. I, my extent of meat is a you know, hot dog, you know, hamburger, chicken, that's all I eat. But do people eat heart? I have no idea. But the Gemara says heart is it causes you to forget things. And here's the, what we need for tonight. Vaharogil bezeisin. Harogil bezeisin. He's frequent with zeisin. Doesn't you say he eats zeisin? Harogil bezeisin. Now, how frequently do you need to eat the olives to be in a violation? But that's what the Gemara says. Then the Gemara has a bunch of other ones. Vashoisim maim shal shiare rechit. If you drink the water that's left over from washing. Or, if you wash your feet one on top of the other, 
And the last one I want to talk about Blinada next week because it's very Negea. Let's say you take Kalim and you use them as a pillow. Right? Not everyone has a pillow, so sometimes you take a, you make a, ma- a makeshift pillow. So the police can talk about Very often people will be traveling on a bus, on a train, on a plane, and they use their sweatshirt, they'll use their jacket. Right? I've seen kids in school use everything as a pillow. You name it, they use it as a pillow. Their sweatshirt, their sweater, their jacket, their hat, their books, right? So is that also included in this violation? So the five that we, what we need for tonight is harogel bezaisen. If a person is frequently eating olives, then he's going to forget his learning. Now, the, the interesting part is the Gemara has another five that restores their lost knowledge. And one of those fives is, one of the five is that if you have olive oil, the Gemara says if you drink olive oil, that will bring back the lost knowledge of the Torah. So olives will cause you to forget learning. Olive oil will restore the lost knowledge. That's what it says in the Gemara. Now, do we paskin like this Gemara? There's many Gemaras in Shas that we just don't paskin like. They're agadita, or they might just be good advice, or maybe like we spoke about in the past, the Metzius has changed. Our bodies now are wired differently. So if you look in the Magen Avram, and Simen, Kuf Ayin Sifkot Nyetes, the Magen Avram brings it to The Aruch HaShulchan, who lived 300 years later, he brings in Aruch HaShulchan Chelek Be'i Sefei. The Rebbe Kiva Eger brings it in Shulchan Aruch Simen Be'i as well. So it is brought, and it's brought down by the Svad, the Shepoiskim, Kafachayim, and the Benish Chai as well. So it is brought down by reliable, contemporary Poiskim, this Halacha. Now there's a beautiful verse from the Marsha on this Gemara and Hoyvitz, which connects to this week's parasha. If you look in the Chumash in this week's parasha, the Torah tells us about the Zayin Minim. Now, what are the Zayin Minim? Everyone memorized them in school. We know them, right? Chita, Sa'ir, Gavin, Tame, Rimoin. Zay Shemen, Udvash. Frek the Marsha. Why are we focusing on the Zay Shemen? The olive oil. Shall we be focusing on the olive? Just like all the other things, we don't focus on their, what they produce, we focus on the thing itself. So asks the Marshal, why is it Zai Shemin? Says the Marshal, according to this Gemara, it's beautiful. Because we can't praise Eretz for producing olives, because olives on their own are not good. Because olives you can eat and forget Torah. But what is good? The Gemara says Zai Shemin. Oh, so that's why when, when Akash Baruch who's praising the Zai Yemin in this week's parasha, he says Zai Shemin. Because olive oil is fantastic. They asked him Chaim Kenevsky, should we all take a little bit of olive oil every single day to help us remember our learning? And he said yes. Your diet should have should consist of a little bit of olive oil every day. Why? Because the Gemara says olive oil brings back your Torah. So Himamish takes it literally. He says that a person should have a little bit of olive oil every single morning. Okay? I don't know too many people do that, but he says based on this Gemara. So the Masha has a beautiful insight to the Pasuk in this week's parish and it comes, comes very nice together. There's a, a difficult Rabbein V'chayo in Parshas Vayishlach. Rabbein V'chayo says, what's this all about? Why is it that eating olives will cause me to forget learning? So he says something which I don't understand. You could probably Google it. He says that all, he says that the, that all the trees have a heart. When you cut them, they have a heart in there. Whatever that means, a heart, a leaf. He says, except for the olive tree. I guess it's hollow, it's empty. So he says that that's why, that, that lack of the lave that's in the, in the olive tree, that's what causes a person to forget his learning. So writes Rabbeinu B'chayah and Pashas Vayishlach. But in any case, the Magen Avram, when he quotes his halacha, he, has, he adds on one very important halacha. He says, you got to look it up inside, Simen Kuf Ayin, Sifkot in your test. He says that, that when the Gemara says you're not supposed to eat olives, he says it depends what type of person you are. Says the Magen Avram, Ein ze'el It's only if you're an Amoritz, you're not a learned person. But if you know what you're doing when you eat olives, you have the proper intent, then it gives you back your memory. 
So what exactly is the magic potion to be thinking about when you're eating your olives for breakfast? So if you look in the Svar de Shapoiskin, they say you're supposed to be thinking about the words Kale Elohim Mitzavt Seif, which is Gematria Zayas. Okay, so next time you have your olives, if you want to be Mekayim this Magen Avram, and not only will it take away some of your Tyra, will bring it back if you have this in mind. So the reason why I told my wife years ago it's not a problem for you to eat olives is because why are you not allowed to eat olives? Because kosher l'shichra. What are you going to forget? You're going to forget Torah. Are women mechuyiv to learn Torah in the first place? And therefore they have a violation to forget the Torah. So many, many poyskim, Rebavad Yosef and many others, are of the opinion this doesn't apply to women. Let them forget the Torah. What are we worried about? They don't have a mitzvah tamal Torah in the first place. And therefore many are make with women. They can eat all the olives that they want without the problem. What about for us men? Some of the parties can point out that pregnant women also shouldn't. Because if they're carrying a boy, you don't want it to affect the uterus, the, uterus, the, uterus, the baby in utero, so therefore, don't give it to pregnant women either. Okay, but what about us men? Again, I have absolute... It seems like it's Torah itself. So others argue, like you're saying, they say, what do you mean? They, they have to remember whatever they need to know. Uh, they have a list of things they have to know. So it's a question whether or not women, when we get to next week, we'll talk a little bit more about women in this regard. But there's makam, many paiskim on makal with women with regard to these halachas. What about for men? A man wants, so how do all the restaurants, how do all the stores serve olive? It's mamish like uh, they're, they're setting you off for destruction. So there's a couple of interesting eterim that are out there. The first eter is found by Yaakov Emden. <clears throat> 18th century, Yaakov Emden. Yaakov Emden writes that it's only a problem if they're raw. They're raw olives. But if they're either in a, some form of a sauce or they're submerged in some form of a liquid, they're kavush, then it's not a problem. And therefore, we, how do we get olives today? They come in a jar. And in that jar, it's full of, I don't know what they put in there. Some, it's not just plain water. It's some form of brine. What? Salt water. It's something. So therefore, people say, according to Yaakov then it's not a problem. Now, the truth is, if you look at the Lashem of Yaakov then not in... Not in in Mark Tzi, he's more a little clear. He says it's only a problem if they're if they're if they're raw, and you're being kaveya suda on them, which means a guy sits down to eat lunch. Lunch is olives, but if you're just eating it as a snack, then it's not a problem. So again, most of us do not eat raw olives, and most of us eat olives as a snack. So according to Yakavem, then this seems to be a great way to get around the problem. And Yakavem says it has to be that way because he quotes Gemars and Shas of different Amaroim who used to eat olives. I, how are they allowed to eat olives? Oh, and most bees are back of Emden. If you, if you have it marinated, it's mutter. So many achreinim disagree with Yabiak of Emden. First of all, Bavadi says, what's the raya? Maybe, <clears throat> first of all, you can argue, maybe those Amaroim ate the olives because they knew the proper kavona, like the Magan Avram said, when you eat the olive. Or, we'll see if Bavadi argues, maybe there's another loophole. It depends how often you eat the olives. Maybe these Amaroi made the olives not so frequently, and therefore it's not a problem. So this first hat of Yaakov Emden is met with a lot of controversy. What? Oh, we're going to get to that also, I hope. How many olives? Yeah? They asked this question to Abraham Kinevsky. How many olives? Half an hour. Two. Doesn't, we'll see, we'll see. You got to be machmer. Maybe chatsi shir, also I don't know. So uh, there's a Me'iri in Hoirius. I have to remember, the Me'iri was one of those swarm that were always hidden. They didn't come out too much later. But the Me'iri in Hoirius writes Mefurish that a olive that's salted is also awesome. So the Me'iri is Kamat Mefurish against the Yaakov Emden's Psak. And most of people assume not like Kib Yaakov Emden. Chaim Kenevsky writes not like this Kib Yaakov Emden. He has an interesting riot. Says of Chaim Kenevsky, he thinks it's weird. If the Gemara knew somehow that there's a difference between raw and marinated, why didn't the Gemara just say? 
When the Gemara says olives are bad, the Gemara said, honey, mealy, if you eat them raw. But if you eat them this way, it's different. Why did the Gemara not fill us in? So therefore, says Rebbe Chaim he disagrees with this Pesach of Yaakov Emden, so that's not a reliable het. So that het doesn't work. What's another het? The other het is Rebbe Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld. Rebbe Yosef Chaim Zonnefeld says, one second. If olives take away your remembrance of Torah, and olive oil brings it back, just bring the two together. Dip your olive in the olive oil. You're good to go. Eat the two together. Sprinkle a little olive oil on your olives and you're good to go. So therefore, Dr. Yasef Chaim Zonnefeld, if you bring the two together, now you have a perfect world. And therefore, if you want to eat olives, you should try to eat them together with olive oil. How much olive oil do you need? So some almond rice, a little bit, a drop, a teepah. Dip a little olive oil and you're good to go. Why? Because it has its own natural olive oil. Could be. Could be you have to first get it out first. I don't know. So they bring down over here, Eb <coughs> Chaim Kenevsky also was not a big fan. And Chaim Kenevsky says, what do you mean? How do you know what the balance is? Right? Olive oil brings it back and olive takes it away. But maybe you have to have a certain level of each. You're playing a risky game over here. You're saying, well, I'll eat three olives. I'll dip in a little olive oil. It will break even. Maybe not. Maybe you're losing more with the olive than you're gaining with the olive oil. So Chaim Kenevsky throws this chat out. He says, no. You can't eat olives based on that heter. What's the third heter? And this is Rebchaim Kanevsky's heter. And this is the one he likes. Because his father liked it, and his uncle liked it. This is a, the more miskabel heter. That, look at the lash of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Haragil. Doesn't you say you eat olives? It's Haragil. You're a frequent olive eater. Says Rebchaim Kanevsky, if you eat olives once every 30 days, that's not considered frequent. So Rebchaim Kanevsky holds, you can eat olives every 30 days. You gotta go 30 days without having olives. You can't have Sunday breakfast and then Tuesday. No, you gotta go 30 days. If you're a, a ragil means every 30 days. Now, a of kashas from many gemaras in Shas that the word haragil doesn't mean every 30 days. He brings one gemara in brachas that means like that, but there are many gemaras in Shas. There's one that's very gay when we get closer to Rosh Hashanah we could talk about where the gemara talks about the simonim. The gemara says a person should be ragil to eat the simonim. You should eat the simonim every month. That's, that's, we eat the simonim only on Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so that's what Chaim Kanievsky's head to. He paskins that every 30 days you can eat olives. But within 30 days, no. You can't have olives within 30 days. So this, doesn't matter. He's not machalic. I didn't see anyone that's machalic. Years ago when I researched this sugi, I remember seeing the difference between different colored olives. But now when I researched it again, I could not find anyone who makes this distinction it's between... Olive dip right. is the best dip of them all. That's right. Well, that would be the best because it's, yeah, it's got olive oil in it. So, <laughs> so if you look in the Sefer Orchas Rabbeinu, where they, they tell stories about the stipler. So there they write that the stipler did not hold Rabbi Yaakov Emden's svara about uh, being marinated. He also didn't hold of the svara of balancing out with olive oil. The only thing he held of was the fact that you eat it Pa'amim, you're allowed to eat it on occasion. He didn't say how often he ate it. But he does write that the stipler told his wife to stop serving olives. Take olive out of the menu because you don't always know how often you're going to eat it. So therefore, olives should be omitted from the menu. And then, on the footnote, this fellow writes, this Rabbi Horowitz, whose brother-in-law is with him, Shalom Azam, and he says, you should know, after I wrote this safer, my brother-in-law was very mad at me. He said, you ruined my breakfast. Shalom Azam used to have for breakfast every morning a piece of bread, and he used to have olives. Apparently that was a very popular Yerushalayim breakfast, to have olives in the morning for breakfast. So Shalom Zalman said after he saw what he printed, that now it's a problem, so he had to change his whole breakfast. Now he had to stop eating the olives because he can't have olives, and you can't even dip it. It seems like there was a practice in Yerushalayim to have olives in the morning for breakfast and dip it into a little bit of oil, which is Mamash Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zalmanfeld said, because he was one of the Poiske Yerushalayim. But uh, he said, after I saw this from Chaim Kanevsky for this, 
I stopped it, you ruined my breakfast, I have to eat something else now for breakfast. But he does write, Ibsen Mizalman, if you buy into the olive oil, it just has to be a small amount. It doesn't have to be tons and tons of olive oil. I did see from Rabchaim Palaji, from the great Svaradish Paiskim, he has another Chumrah, which I don't know anyone who's Makhman on it, that we know during um, Rosh Hashanah people don't eat Egoizim. You know the famous Ramah, he writes, no, you should never eat Egoizim. Egoizim is Koshal Shechacha. And therefore he writes that a person should not eat egoism. So again, halacha l'mai says there's, there's basically three heterim to eat olives. Either you hold that, you know, again, if you're not a man, that's one heter. B, you hold like Yaakov Emden, that they're all marinated. Or you hold that you can have it with a little bit of olive oil. Or you're going to have it every 30 days. But if you can have olives every single day or once a week, you're going to run yourself into trouble. Now, there's a well-known minag out there in Kla Yisrael where people don't eat the, the, the end of the challah. You ever been to someone's house, they cut the first piece of challah, they put it on the side. And then they give out the rest of the challah. I'm sure many of you have seen this. But they have a practice. When they cut the challah, they won't eat the end piece. Tavos. Why won't the end piece? So they tell you it's kashul l'shechecha. So I, in my house, I'm, I'm to eat the end piece. To show everyone that it's not true. But many people have practiced. When they cut the challah, they won't eat the end piece. Same thing with a loaf of bread or same thing with anything. They don't eat the end of the, of the, of the thing. Why? So they say it's kashul l'shechecha. Where does it say that? So they asked Chaim Kanevsky, he said, it doesn't say it anywhere. Garnish, no makar. But there's a tshuva from the Minchas Yitzchak, Reb Dayan Weiss. In the Minchas Yitzchak, he writes that uh, he's machpin in his house not to do this. And he says, you can't machavek, you can't just push away these type of minhagim. He quotes the famous tshuva. So Rajbub, I said, you shall me that minhagim that come from alta grandparents, from our, uh, our old grandparents, you got to give it credence. Even if there's no source in halacha. So that's why many people have a practice, they won't eat the end piece of that. Now, what? what right. He, right. No, but he says he's machpidin in his house. Right. He says there's no time. He says he doesn't know why, where it comes from, but he says he's machpidin, and in his family it, it was a tradition. And he says, the Yushalmi says, when you have a tradition passed down, you can't just machadavek. So now, how many people have heard that when someone walks over you, you have to walk back over them? As I remember this as a kid. Everyone was very machpid, right? Let's say someone's laying on the floor. Right? You're laying on the floor and someone steps over. You say, no, no. You have to step back over. Where does that come from? So that's one of these things. So the, um, the Be'er Moshe has a tshuva in Chelek Vav where he goes to all these what I call funny things. I shouldn't make fun. He says, no, in my family growing up, we're very machpid. Be'er Moshe says, no, we're very machpid. You can't. It can cause problems. Reb Chaim Kinevsky writes, that's called, he says, Minag Hanoshim Lemachpit. The women are Machpit on this, and that's true. If you ever walk over a person and, and while you're laying down, the women always get very nervous. They're going to stop growing, it's going to be this, that, and the other. There's a minute to walk back over that person. But Reb Chaim Kinevsky says there's really no good source for it. Then the Be'er Moshe quotes a new minute, which I never heard of, that a baby should not look at a mirror until they start to grow teeth. Anyone ever heard such a minute? He says, uh, it's, it's a, it's a skula that if you, it, it's the opposite. If the baby looks in the mirror before he grows teeth, he might not grow up be able to speak. He might have a speech problem. Today we've got to have a good speech therapist. Maybe he can fix it. I don't know. But he says, oh, it's not a minig in his family. Again, this could be Hungarian-based, chesidish uh, uh, type of menhagim. But some of these menhagim, we just, uh, we don't know where they come from. So these, so some of them are in the Gemara. The thing about Zaysim is in the Gemara, that everyone eats the olives. But the thing about stepping over someone that everyone's mocked, on, even though there's no source for it. But in other, on Sunday, we're going to talk about some of the other things. Right? The famous one, has, has anyone ever had a, a button sewn on them? And what do they tell you to do when someone's, to chew something, right? Where does that come from? Is that a Baba Misa? To chew a thread. To chew a thread, where does that come from? That's actually brought down in the Machs of Vitry. 
Talmud of Rashi brings that down. But then we'll talk more next week about the other thing, which is very Nigeya, is a man walking between two women, a woman walking between two men, a man drying your, clo- drying your hands on your clothing. These are also kosher l'shecha. But we have to try to separate between those things that are really kosher l'shecha or those things that might just be, you know, old folk tale that somehow worked its way into halacha. Okay.